Good evening, folks. Uh, this is Tom Herbert. This is the Climbside Podcast, and um, it's the 22nd of December. Um, and this is about a week and a half since Brian and I recorded episode 10, uh, Climbing Nutrition Priorities. Now, the reason I wanted to do this uh, short extra recording was um, that one of my friends, Yana, pointed out that I often generalize climbers um, without being specific to uh, women. Um, and this is important because she flagged it up because in the, in the podcast, I talk about my climbing clients uh, having a body fat of between 12 and 15%. Um, and though this is quite fine for men, this is not fine for women. And um, she rightly pointed out that this could be unhelpful. Um, so I just want to give you some numbers here uh, because I think this will be helpful for you to understand. Um, the healthy body fat ranges for women are 12 to 30%. For men, it's 5 to 25%. Um, and then we have what is called essential body fat. For women, is 12%. For men, it's 4%. So if, if I'm talking about climbers having a body fat percentage of 12 to 15%, as a female climber, this is pretty low. This is in the low end, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I thank Yana for flagging that up with me because I need to be more careful when I talk about um, body composition specifically um, because women are not just small men. This is going to be addressed more thoroughly in a podcast that Brian and I are going to do on women specifically. We're going to talk about um, uh, different strategies um, during the different phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, uh, the female athlete triad or what, what has now been superseded by relative energy deficiency in sport, or REDS, um, because there are things that I do with female climbers that are slightly different than men. It's not much. It's more just managing expectations of uh, power output, uh, feelings of effort, fatigue, um, during the high-low hormone phases, um, and it's just some sort of slight optimization that can be done um, uh, to, to, to aid that at the different points in the cycle. So there is a lot to talk on, and um, I think a lot of questions we can ask that needs to be answered by research, um, because unfortunately research has been done predominantly on men. Um, so, so this is something um, we're planning to do, and I think it uh, it needs to be done. Um, but again, I apologize um, to the listeners who um, feel that I don't um, separate men and women with recommendations or with the numbers and things I, that I that I put out there. So uh, I will make the effort to do that um, in the future. Um, interestingly enough, on this topic of 
um, reds. Uh, about three weeks ago, I actually attended an event by an organization called Train Brave, and that's trainbrave.org. Um, and their whole campaign is about um, opening up the topic of eating disorders and uh, reds in sport so that um, there's just an open dialogue and there are resources available for um, both the athletes, um, parents and friends of athletes and coaches um, uh, really just uh, really just opening the communication the communication and providing a, a platform uh, and resources for for anybody interested in that so I do uh, do encourage you to head over to trainbrave.org um, uh, if that's something that you are interested in or know somebody who um, would be interested in um, a kind of partner, website to that uh, is healthforperformance.co.uk um, and that's the number four so healthforperformance.co.uk um, this really is a, uh, the best place to look for um, information on uh, sport eating disorders um, uh, and such now I spoke to um, one of the organizers uh, um, Rennie McGregor who um, is a very experienced, uh, you know, 15 plus years uh, dietitian working with um, athletes and people with um, eating disorders and things like that. She's um, famous for her book called Orthorexia, um, uh, which I think is subtitled, uh, let me have a look, uh, When Healthy Eating Goes Bad. Um, uh, and um, what was interesting is that um, because I was with one of my clients, uh, it was just highlighting to her uh, that this is uh, an issue in the climbing community. Um, and I think there needs to be more discussion. And, and after I posted that I'd been to this event on my Instagram, I actually had um, a female client contact me um, uh, to give a little bit more of her background on, on um, her struggles. So, um, you know, just from, in, from my small world, um, I've already had a number of people coming forward to just say that this is actually a reality um, that needs to be spoken about more. So uh, what I said to Rene uh, was that uh, I would like to try and put a page together for on useful.coach um, that can be a place, a kind of um, a launch pad or whatever you want to call it for climbers looking for information pertaining to all of this um, and where to get help uh, for people they know, for themselves, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, so I'm going to be building that and trying to get some search engine mojo so that if people are searching for um, for all of this in relation to climbing, that they may stumble on my page. And that will then direct them out to much better resources. Um, and I want to learn over this next year, I want to learn a lot more from Rene um, and uh, the resources that I have of, of, of available. Um, and I'm going to go through the, uh, there's a coaching course um, uh, that I'm also going to go through so that um, as somebody working within nutrition in the climbing community, that I can be better equipped. Um, 
to help people in um, uh, in need of help in this specific way. So that's that's another thing I wanted to point out. Um, uh, since I have your ears, uh, I had I've had some more questions regarding the length of the podcast, um, and I'm <laughs> I'm well aware that uh, this this podcast goes on longer than it should. Um, and the person who who was making a comment, and it was a friendly comment, um, was comparing me to another very well-known science uh, communication podcast. And uh, what I mentioned was that a lot of these very good science podcasts, and I pretty much listened to every really good one out there, um, uh, is that it tends to be a host interviewing a expert in a in a field that they, of their expertise, and the reason it's so succinct is that the host tends to have questions which they ask the expert and then um, they get answered. It's less of a conversation. Uh, with ClimbSci, you obviously have two people who are by no means experts, um, but are really having an open conversation about a topic or a series of topics. Um, and we often think out aloud and we often uh repeat what the other person has said in a different way. Um, and in the same way that I did not have a script to record what I'm talking to you about now, but just a few bullet points, our shows are very much the same. Um, I don't know if that's going to change much. Uh, the last podcast we did, we actually finished everything we wanted to talk about in an hour. Um, and then I started to... Well, I decided to carry on talking about um, some other questions, etc., and you know, non-essential stuff for the topic at hand. Um, I think you, I think it's not necessarily a problem, but I think what you have is you have two people who like talking and are passionate about talking about subjects, and it ends up being this very open conversation. Um, what I have now created, which I'm not sure why I didn't create before is an email address that you can actually contact us or rather contact me directly on. Um, and that's climbsci at useful.coach. And useful.coach actually is my domain name. Um, that's where my website is. So if you just do climbsci at useful.coach, you will, um, can get a, a, an email to me. So please um, pass me your comments, um, love letters, death threats, what have you. Uh, so that I understand more um, about what you think is good and what you think is bad about the podcast. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I want this to be really useful to you guys. And if you think that we are diluting uh, what could be a very big, very good podcast, um, because we're doing things which are maybe not optimal, then we need to change. Um, so yeah, please please send me an email, uh, climbsci at useful.coach, um, and I can then pass that and discuss things with Brian. Um, I had a conversation briefly today about um, creatine with um, uh, a PhD candidate here in the UK called Ed Smith. Um, and 
he's doing uh, a lot of climbing research in the next, I think, three or five years. Um, and we wanted to do a survey this year coming that we want to put out for climbers' use of creatine. Because over the past year, I've had a number of people who contacted me saying that they've tried creatine as a sport climber and have found that they get um, pumped quicker than when they didn't. Um, now, what's interesting is that Eric Horst actually has posted an article on this and has mentioned this on his um, on his excellent podcast. Uh, but I actually emailed him after that podcast and um, posted on Instagram my comments and a study that showed the exact opposite, meaning creatine was shown to increase forearm blood flow. Um, uh, uh, Eric's uh, um, idea was that because creatine increases the hydration of muscles, it could be having a kind of blood occluding effect in the forearms causing you to get pumped quicker. Um, uh, so I sent him this study. I haven't had a reply back from him, unfortunately, um, showing that in this one paper, this had the exact opposite, that lifters who used creatine actually had better blood forearm flow and oxidation than um, those who didn't. But I'm getting enough feedback from people to say that this is potentially uh, hampering some people and, and we just don't know. So um, it may be that for uh, boulderers, creatine use uh, uh, is good um, and it is an effective supplement, but maybe for those in the endurance end of climbing, that this might be actually having uh, being an issue. And maybe in other sports, they're not noticing this because of the sport being in using bigger muscles, I you know endurance running and things like that. I, I we don't we don't know. So what what um, I've contacted Brian and, and Ed about is whether we can put a survey together. And Ed had an idea that um, we can actually do it uh, in a proper sense, uh, kind of get it um, uh, done it in a kind of research method, so that we can actually put this out, um, get some feedback um, from the climbing community, get a lot of people um, uh, uh, completing the survey and then we maybe had to have some um, some data there that could be then looked at and maybe put forward to um, encourage some specific studies done in the future anyways I just want to say that um, so that is something that that I'm being more and more aware of um, you know what is one of the hardest things with doing a podcast? is that this medium doesn't allow you to change things very easily. You know, if you put an article out there and you get more information later and it appears that what you said is not always applicable or should be changed or nuanced more, um, that you can do in an article. You just change the article and put an update, right? Uh, when you do a podcast, um, it's pretty much there in its final state and it will remain so until you do a little addendum like I'm doing now. But that, that then requires someone else to listen to it. So um, this is also why when we do do podcasts, we tend to waffle a lot because I think both of us are acutely aware that what we're saying is going to 
is being recorded. So we have to keep going it over um, uh, to try and get the point across more and more clearly so we don't get misunderstood. Um, it's actually more nervous. Um, so we're both nervous when we do the podcast, and it's more nerve-wracking when we when we start recording, uh, even though we know it's not live. But anyways, that's, that is the truth of the matter. Um, so the other thing I mentioned was um, fundraising. Uh, this is just an idea that I think that um, ClimbSide needs to think about, mainly because at the moment I'm paying for the hosting of everything um, out of my own pocket. Uh, it's not a lot, but all these things do add up. Um, and uh, I'm going to look around, I think, next year for a uh, a way that people can can either give us one-off donations or have a kind of subscription model where, you know, a number of people paying the cost of a coffee each month um, can just really help the show. And depending on how much money we get, maybe there's um, facility to have someone do proper transcripts of the episodes or at least time code uh, specific points, um, things like that. So um, I think the biggest thing is because there's two of us and we're on two different continents, we've got to understand how the tax would work. Um, so, uh, you know, we want to be transparent and above board with all this. Um, so we've got to have, try and figure out how, how best that could be done. Um, but if you were interested in um, that and think that's a good idea, then you know, ping me an email and let me know. Uh, that would be encouraging. If you have a few people that say, "Yeah, no, I'm happy to," you know, donate a couple of pounds or a couple of dollars or whatever currency a month, um, that would be great. Um, uh, what else have I got here? Um, that's it, really. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, to everybody listening and to all the subscribers. The last time I looked on SoundCloud, um, the total number of listens to the show as a to as a whole was 16,000, um, which boggles my mind. Um, I'm sure I've listened to a thousand of those, <laughs> but um, you know, it's, it's so encouraging. Uh, when I had the idea to do this project and I reached out to Brian, um, I had no idea what it was going to be like. I had no idea whether I could do it. Um, I didn't even have any idea if Brian and I would be able to talk to each other. Uh, I was actually scared that we would run out of things to say after half an hour. Um, that's obviously been proven wrong. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's been incredibly rewarding. Um, and um, I'm very excited for the future because I think next year I certainly want to expand the podcast to include guest speakers um, uh, because there's a lot of people who are far um, have far more expertise in certain areas than Brian and I. Um, there are people even in the nutrition field and climbing research fields that um, would be great to have on and for me uh, or both of us to basically to interview them in a, in, a, in a sense and find out actually what's going on in, in science and climbing because it's ramping up rapidly um, as climbing starts heading towards the Olympics. Um, and there's some really great stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, 
uh, I, I, you know, Brian's not here, but I'm going to publicly thank him um, for partnering, me, partnering with me on this um, project because it's been a lot of fun. It's actually been quite hard and quite exhausting, to be honest, as well. It might not sound like it is, but there is um, uh, it's a lot to think about um, and to put yourself out there to the public, certainly when you have so-called 16,000 listens, even if only, you know, if everybody listens to the podcast three times, that's still a lot of people who are listening to Brian and I talk. Um, and uh, it's it's actually quite a responsibility to put yourself out there um, because um, you're opening yourself up to uh, criticism. You know, your, your words are recorded. And um, yeah, but um, the feedback that we've had from people and I've had people come up to me in the climbing center um, and uh, it's, it's really been positive. And so I thank you for that. And, um, you know, I welcome any feedback from people, whether it is good or bad. Um, all feedback is good uh, in, in that sense, um, because I'd like to make this podcast um, really useful, uh, something that you'd be happy to share with others that you would recommend to others. Um, so, so yes, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to end it here because it's about 20 minutes of my little recording. Uh, I just want to wish everybody a really fantastic new year. Um, uh, I hope that um, ClimbSci has given you good information, useful information that you have uh, taken away and you have applied um, and that you are seeing better results in your climbing, in your physique, uh, in your health, um, and uh, that it's that ClimbSci has been part of helping you get more out of this wonderful sport that is climbing um, or even other sports uh, people are listening to the show from. So, again, um, thank you. Have a wonderful new year. Um, my name is Tom Herbert. This is the ClimbSci podcast. Uh, Brian Rigby uh, isn't with me this this evening, but I'm sure he wishes you well too. Um, and we'll speak uh, to you again in 2019. Uh, thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>